Welcome to Faith Westwood's worship service. My name is Holly Timberlake. I'm the Director of Adult and Family Discipleship here at Faith Westwood. We are delighted that you have decided to join us for worship today. During this service, we'll have music and a children's time with Miss Leah, and Pastor Steve's message is Ambassadors of the King. We invite you to take a deep breath, relax, and prepare yourself for worship. Good morning, everyone. Last Sunday, 15 third graders received their Bibles. Alongside their families, they unwrapped them, and then we went through a Bible 101 class where we get them started on digging into God's Word. And we celebrated with them on this important step in their faith journey. Today, I want to share some of that with you so that you can celebrate along with these third graders as they receive their third grade Bibles. So when you receive a special gift for your birthday, it's usually all wrapped up. We have specially wrapped your Bible. Miss Alicia wrapped all these Bibles on Wednesday night for you. So the first layer is brown paper because the Bible is a very old book. It is wrapped in brown paper. Some of the stories were told around campfires, even before people learned to write. Jesus even said parts of the Bible were old. However, the Bible is very important, or we wouldn't still have it. Please go ahead and take off the brown paper. Next, we've wrapped your Bible in gold foil. Gold is very expensive, yet the Bible is even more valuable. Some kings have gone to war for the sake of the Bible. Others have gone to prison just because they read it. Some even now, some Bibles are decorated and made to look pretty and to show how valuable it is to Christians. So go ahead and take off the gold paper now. Next, we've wrapped your Bible in the Sunday comics. The Bible's full of stories, mysteries, adventure, drama, even comedy. We sometimes wonder what these stories meant in the beginning, and we work to understand their message for us right now. So go ahead and take off those Sunday comics. See if you're to your Bible yet. Next, we've wrapped your Bible in white tissue paper. Our Bible is inspired. It was written by people who knew God very well and wrote what God wanted to be written. When we read it, we learn a lot about God, what God is like, and how we are to live our lives. It's like no other book we will ever own. So go ahead and take off the white tissue paper. Finally, we have had your name written in your Bible. This is to remind you that although the Bible has been written by God through people, God it to you personally. It is for you to read, to learn from, and to use every day. God will speak to you through his word in this Bible.
Dear Lord, as we give your word to this child, we are thankful that you have given it to each of us. You truly speak to us through these pages. Remind us to listen to you daily. We ask that you help parents guide their children with your word, that you help teachers guide their students with your word, and that you help us guide all our decisions with your word. Please be with these children as they learn to take the time to sit with you and read your word each day. Amen. All right, so we have a pretty cool little contest that's going to be going on right now. So, Miss Leah is going to be providing you with this these pumpkins. Sheep. The directions are on it, but let's talk about them for a second. We're going to decorate the pumpkin with whatever you want, whatever materials you materials. want. Materials. You right. can put things on here. You don't even have to just color. Yeah. If I wanted to glue this rubber ducky right there, my pumpkin could be a rubber ducky. Rubber ducky pumpkin. It could be. Absolutely. They need to be returned by October 25th. In the morning. In the morning. Right. That way they can get time to get out because that afternoon they're going to be on display at the trunkless treat. Right. The trunkless treat. So this year is going to be a little different. It's the same, but totally different. And this is going to be for all age groups. Yep. Every single person. You yep. are open to color this, decorate it however you want. If you want to cut it and make it three-dimensional, if you want to do whatever it's going to happen, it will be on display yep. and other people can see it by that age category. And again, this is not limited to just the children. This is to anybody in the congregation. That's right. We'll be making our own. Absolutely we will. It might look a lot like a big P. It's probably going to look just like this, mine. Well, it's very well decorated. I think so. I'm proud I of like the, the white pumpkin. Right, it looks clean. very clean. It's clean. Yep. And I probably won't even put my name on it. Probably not. This morning's reading is 2 Corinthians, the 5th chapter, beginning with the 16th verse. So from now on we regard no one from a worldly point of view. Though we once regarded Christ in this way, we do so no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old has gone, and the new is here. All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them, and he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. As for God's co-workers, we urge you not to receive God's grace in vain. For he says, in the time of my favor, I heard you. And in the day of salvation, I helped you. I tell you, now is the time of God's favor. Now is the day of salvation. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Hello, this is Pastor Russ, and I'm so glad that you're here with me uh, uh, today to, to hear this message. This is part of the uh, series of uh, Be Weak, Be Strong, belong. And uh, my name is Russ Tompkins. Uh, Pastor Steve asked me if I would uh, step in today and preach this uh, section of scripture in 2 Corinthians, and I was just privileged and honored to do so. And I don't know if uh, if Pastor Steve has talked to you very much about 
his experience of entering uh, the ministry program in Nebraska, but I remember one item in particular at the start of my candidacy program that affects me yet today. When I was 35 years old, I decided to leave ministry and answer the, the call that God had placed upon my heart when I was 12 years old to go into uh, pastoral ministry. I had been a school teacher uh, up until then, but I decided at age 35 that I was going to enter seminary. And to do that, you had to go through a, uh, uh, a series of, of interviews with different people. Now, my sponsoring church was the First United Methodist Church in Hastings, where Steve happened to serve a few years as associate pastor. I remember meeting with a group of, of clergy and lay people uh, in, in Nebraska called the Board of Ordained Ministry. And this was a group that would determine if I could continue on the path to become an ordained clergy person or not. And at this meeting, uh, we were split up into small groups. And uh, these groups were made up of a combination of mainly clergy, but a few lay people. And to kind of do an icebreaker, they, we were all asked in our small group to go around and each one of us to name the theologian who would influence them the most in their ministry journey. And let me tell you, I was scared. I was intimidated. I was 35 years old. I, I had been teaching for you know 13 years, but I was really new to the ministry. I had a master's degree in communication. I, I knew I could speak to a group of people but I really didn't know much about the Bible. I didn't know much about theology. And I, I really felt like I didn't know anything. Now, some of the clergy as we're going around mentioned people that I'd never heard of up to that point, people like Paul Tillich, Karl Barth. Some even mentioned classic theologians like Augustine. I was gonna talk about John Wesley, but somebody right before me used that name. Well, then I thought about maybe making up somebody or maybe mentioning someone I'd heard, but you know I didn't know too much about. Finally, I decided to just be honest. And I, I decided to speak from my heart. When it was my turn to speak, I said the following. I said, the theologian who has influenced me the most won't be found in any textbook. This person didn't write a scholarly thesis and never even attended college, much less seminary. The person who influenced me the most is my grandma, Cody. Everybody laughed, and, and then I continued. You know, Grandma Cody taught me the difference between right and wrong. She showed me how to love and how to accept even the person who hated you and, and did mean things to you. Grandma Cody went to church every Sunday at the First Baptist Church in Shenandoah, Iowa, and she made sure that we all went too. And there's one thing that she told me that has shaped my view of the divine more than anything else. She said, Rusty, that's what she called me when I was little. Rusty, I've lived a good long life. And, and there's one thing I know. There is a God and I'm not him. Well, Grandma Cody taught me and showed me how to be a new creation in Christ, how to be an ambassador for Christ, how to love other people. As we look today at what it means for us to be new people in Christ, we need to look at the ministry of reconciliation. We need to see how to become 
an ambassador for Christ. So let's start by looking at verses 16 and 17. So from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. Though we once regarded Christ in this way, we do so no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here. Now, Paul, who wrote 2 Corinthians, knows what it's like to become a new creation. In fact, if anyone was more passionately opposed to the new sect of Christ followers called the Way, you'd be hard-pressed to find one. It was Paul who held the coats for those who stoned the first martyr, Stephen. It was Paul who was walking along the road to Damascus on his way to persecute and kill more believers when he was struck blind and had his vision of Jesus Christ. Let's pick up the story in Acts chapter 9. As he neared Damascus on his journey, suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice say to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Who are you, Lord? Saul asked. I am Jesus, who you are persecuting, he replied. Now get up, go into the city, and you will be told what you must do. So here's Paul walking along the road, gets struck blind, has a personal encounter with Jesus Christ, and he's told to wait, and after three days, he will be, he will be told what to do. And so after three days, his, his sight returns, and from that moment on, he was no longer Saul. After his personal encounter with Christ on the road to Damascus, he became a new creature in Christ. In fact, he became the strongest supporter of Jesus and the de strongest defender of the gospel that the world had, has ever seen. Saul's change to Paul was instantaneous. In that instant, he was no longer a child of the world. He had become a child of God. You know, that's the way it is when someone has a personal encounter with Jesus Christ. That, that person is changed. My encounter with Jesus happened when I was 12 years old. I, I heard him speak to me in my heart, and I gave my life and my soul to him from that moment on. I, I wasn't a perfect person, no one is, but I knew that I was a new creation. You know, when we're born, we're born with a, a sin nature. This is something that we have inherited from our first ancestors when they disobeyed God. Our sin nature leads us away from God. And when we say yes to God through Jesus Christ, our sin nature is still a part of us. But our eternity has changed. I think Paul says it best in his letter to the Galatians when he says this in chapter 2. I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. So the question is, 
How does this process work? How can I be changed and reconciled to God if, if, if I'm a sinner? I, 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 my sin has moved me away from God. Well, I think for that, we need to reread verses 18 and, and 19. All this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. Now, I think we need to first note that we are reconciled to God because we are the ones that moved, not God. Note that it didn't say that God reconciled himself to us, but he reconciled us to him. This process of, of moving back to God is called justification. Justification is when our sins are forgiven and we are made righteous by the work of Jesus Christ, the work of Christ on the cross. You see, after our fall from grace, God provided us a way to be brought back into the presence of God, to be accepted. And he calls this plan justification. Romans 3.23 says that all of us have sinned and we've all fallen short of the glory of God. In other words, we've all been moved away from God and need to be reconciled back to God. And then Paul says later in Romans 6.23, that the wages of sin, the, the consequences of moving away from God is death. And what this means is, is that our sin has moved us away from the glory of God, that our sin will cause us to permanently be separated from God. This death, this, this separation from God cannot be taken care of by human endeavor. There's, there's nothing that we can do to mend this sin problem except through justification. In verse 19, Paul says that God is reconciling the world to himself through Jesus Christ by not counting their sins against them. What a beautiful promise offered to us. And then Paul says that this ministry of, of reconciliation that, that we're given, that we're forgiven and made righteous, is to be passed on to the believers of Jesus. Let's hear from verses 20 and 21 again. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. So the next part of the process is that after we are justified and reconciled with God, then we are to go out and we are to tell others the good news. And the first thing we need to do to be an ambassador for Christ is to define exactly what an ambassador is. An ambassador is someone who agrees to take on the characteristics of someone else, to speak for someone else. In this case, the follower of Jesus Christ speaks for Christ. Because when we become followers, we become a new creation. We're not our old selves. 
As Paul said, it is Christ who lives in me. And so I think this message of reconciliation is really twofold. First, we need to be reconciled to God. If you have never acknowledged your sin before God, never asked for the grace of Jesus Christ to forgive you, I implore you now to do so. In fact, I'd like to pause just a moment in the middle of this message to just do that. Just to join me in a simple prayer and to, to lift up to God, know that we are sinners and that we need his mercy. Can we do that together? Let's, let's bow our heads uh, right where you're at and let's pray together. Lord, I, I come before you now, not as a perfect Christian, but as a broken sinner. I come pleading for your mercy. Thank you for taking my sin upon you and paying the penalty for my failure. I believe that you died for my sin and you were raised and I was raised for your for, for glory. And, and Lord, I, I thank you for accepting me just as I am. Amen. Well, thank you, friends. That's just the first part of reconciliation. That's that's aligning ourselves with God, asking God to forgive us. And then God sends us out to be ambassadors for him. The second part of reconciliation is to tell others the good news of God's grace. You know, we can tell other people lots of things. We can tell them of John 3.16, that God gave his only son to die for us so that we would not perish, but have everlasting life. We can tell them about Romans 5.8, that God's love for us was so great that he died for us, even though we were yet sinners. Friends, when we accept God's grace, we need to be thankful. And we need to share this good news with others. And, and someday, someday, I will be up there with Grandma Cody. I'm going to hear Jesus say to me, just as he will say to you, Well done, my good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of my glory. Thanks be to God, and thanks be to Grandma Cody. Let us pray. Lord, we come before you this day, and we are so thankful that you have forgiven us, that you have overlooked our sins. What a beautiful verse in the Bible, Lord, that we can hold dear to our hearts. We just pray for strength, Lord, to help us to go out as forgiven sinners, to tell others the good news of Jesus Christ, that they too can be reconciled to God through the work of Jesus Christ. Lord, all this we lift up as we pray in his holy name. Amen. Thank you, friends, for joining with me in this message, and I just pray that you will have a, a great and glorious day today and a, and a very good week. This is Pastor Russ saying we'll see you again real soon. Like this, the fourth, the fifth, the minor. Fourth.
are some of the people that you think of that are good ambassadors for the king. We ask that after this video that you would stop by at faithwestwood.com forward slash service, fill out a connection card. You can give us your prayer request there. And also you can give to the 2020 mission, which helps us continue to do the work of making disciples of Jesus Christ. Also, our mission offering for this week is for the Faith Works Pantry. We continue to serve the pantry the third Wednesday of every month and the fourth Saturday of every month. And on Saturday, November 21st, we will be having the Thanksgiving bag giveaway. So um, please watch the Faith Connect for more information about how you can get involved in that. In seven days, we will gather again to worship. Until then, continue to be the missional church that you are.